0: Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only.
1: Exclusions apply. Now available in more homes than the Pac 12 network, we are the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online.
0: And here he goes, Miles Jack.
1: And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com.
0: Liner going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, USC.
1: We are the podcast of champions. Kidding. welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions i'm david woods from bruin report online the ucla site on the 247 sports network
2: and i'm ryan abraham from uscfootball.com the u sc site on the 247 sports network and <laughs> together we make the podcast of champions talk talking all things formerly Pac-12 football. We had a really fun opening that we didn't have any audio for. So we had to restart the mm-hmm. live stream. Mm-hmm. If you are listening to the podcast, you're not going to hear that because it's just a recorded podcast. We're still recording. It's fine. But we did start the show. We had a little fun with it. Dave had a different sort of cadence. And I tried to match it. I think I did pretty good, but you guys couldn't hear us. So we had to do it again. He gave a different one, so I had to do it again. So I feel like I've mm-hmm. double duty here. And I had mentioned that the TikTokers, the youngsters, whatever generation that is, they're having something called TikTok, where you they're like they pronounce words or they enunciate words or whatever it is. Like there's a certain cadence to the way they um speak and their sentence structure and things like that. So I don't know if you've heard of that. If like No. Yeah i saw it on the news i know you don't watch the news but you saw it on the news yeah so some, some of the young folks in watching the, chat. the local news at night i do
1: sometimes mm-hmm. yeah
2: mm-hmm. uh so i don't know what that is but i thought you were might have been doing that
1: no 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 no. you're no. not a trendy TikTok i'm a 38 person. year old man like are you really yeah god i know i know
2: you're, you you were a dilemma yeah because like you look older, but you act younger. I don't know. You're not I that responsible. Know. I don't know. But you do have kids. Like, I have I two it's,
1: kids, yeah. It's really weird.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I contain multitudes.
2: Uh, I'm back uh,
1: in the Continental uh, 48, whatever. Well, you were in the Continental. Now, this is where people get mixed up. Okay. There's Continental, and then there's Contiguous. Uh, what you're back in contiguous. is the Contiguous United gotcha. States of America. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Please continue. I was in the 49th state? Sure, right? It was one of the two. It was out of the 48 to the Alaska's, 50th, right? I the newest. You think so? I believe so. Like yeah, fifty eight, sure. nineteen fifty eight, maybe.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know whatever, but both yeah. colonial <laughs>
1: possessions. Let's be real. We bought one from the Russians and we stole one from I don't know, the British or the islands or whatever. Somebody else, yeah. yeah. Uh
2: I love going to Hawaii though. Yeah. You're not a big fan or you, you I don't? love Hawaii. You do. Okay. Yeah. But you just don't like sand
1: or beach. I don't like sand uh it's coarse it's rough it gets everywhere so you're like
2: a big island guy where there's like volcanic rock everywhere you could walk over
1: sure um no but like uh who doesn't like going to a place where it's like 75 degrees no matter when you go and uh and you can go sit by the pool
2: i feel it was very it was like kind of chilly there so it was like 76 like oh
1: boy cool? yeah yeah no when i was there for uh thanksgiving it was uh it was like 74 it's like yeah this is the only place you can go in america right now that's 74 degrees
2: it's not bad yeah um yeah so we are back uh we are streaming live on our youtube channel um paul in the chat says uh the first run at it was actually a moment of silence for pac 12 football that's why we were doing that that's why you guys couldn't hear us uh the first time around but if you are watching uh i will try to put some of your comments up uh in the chat um alejandro says uh from no audio to no audio or video. Nice.
1: I think that was before we started recording. Alejandro jumped the gun on his critique.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um Alex says eat shit and die. Mm. Podcast of Champions Management to its listeners. No, we we're back, dude. We're here. We're uh this was not um this was not on purpose. Although Dave did go no sound at the beginning of the intro. The second intro I thought that was and, fun. Yeah.
1: A fun little thing.
2: Uh, very nice. But thank you, everyone, if you're tuning in uh, live in the uh, the chat there. And if you're listening across the uh, podcasting platforms, that's awesome as well. Hey, you got the Apple Podcasting app. You can follow us there. Rate us five stars. We love that. We love when you do that. Do we have any new? Uh...
1: We have three new reviews. Wow. Okay. First one is a five-star rating from Bring the Buff, a podcast. This is a podcast. I keep it on the bottom of my queue in case I run out of material to listen to while I do tedious tasks at work. I would never give it five stars except I thought it would be cool to hear my name if I actually listened to the episode when they get around to reading it. They do occasionally give a small tidbit of insight into one of the teams in what was once an actual conference and even provide a chuckle or two here and there. But mostly it is going off on random tangents and diatribes, mostly by that Woodrow Woods guy analyzing names of coaches and the terrible things they do. I am curious as to what they will do when all the teams are blown across the country like a dandelion fluff. This podcast is known like the dandelion fluff. This podcast is known for. Listen, if you dare. Thank you very much. Bring the buff. Perfect. I love it. A uh, Five star review from could not think of a nickname. Here's a review, guys. Big fan of the podcast. Discovered it this preseason while looking for fun Pac-12 news, but have not missed an episode. I am a UT fan and have no rooting interest in the teams you talk about, Okay, but you guys make it so fun and informative that even us outsiders can keep up, and that is appreciated. Keep up the great work as always, knowing your base falls well outside the West Coast. I am strictly a YouTube subscriber, but you seem, uh, you seem to really like these Apple reviews, so I decided <laughs> to do you a solid while listening to your latest episode.
2: First of all, that's amazing. A non-Pac-12 fan, and to be fair, most of the people that listen to the show, they don't really even like the teams that they root for. They just have to because it's what they're doing. Yeah. Who follows us on YouTube, not even on I know. the podcast, and says, I'm going to go leave you an Apple review just because you asked for it. So all you West Coast slackers out there. Yeah. That do
1: all We should ditch the West Coast. We're just going to become a UT podcast. Yeah. I don't even know. Is that Tennessee or Texas? Which Who one knows? I think YouTube? it's Texas. That feels like Texas.
2: Well, yeah. My ex would take offense to that, but
1: that's okay.
2: Um, I love it. Just throw the UT out there. Well, thank you for the review. That was great.
1: And then we got a five-star review from Big Frank D. Meh. I've been listening to the podcast since its inception, and it's okay. Both of the guys are douches, but I've grown to love them all the same. Don't come here for football. Half the show is dedicated to other topics, probably having little to do with sports. Do I miss any episodes? No, I wouldn't miss a single episode (laughs) if my life depended on it. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> That's good. Long-time listener.
2: I love it. Uh thank you guys all for the um uh the reviews there. And if you do want to get your uh you know, read what you know what if you want to send us an email, you can pack twelve Pod, podcast at gmail.com. Uh or you can call or text us at four two four five three two zero six seven eight. It's not just for perk, but kind of just for perk. But if you someone else wants to call in, whatever happened to Big Nick. Uh, we haven't heard from Big Nick. Um, what have to Evan, Evan, and Tempe. Evan and Tempe? He might have just, sometimes he gets a little too high. I'm not sure. It's been going. a
1: minute. It's been like two years since Evan from Tempe called I don't know, About in. two years, but
2: it's been a while. Uh, but you can also tweet at us at Pac 12 Podcast, and uh, the website is pack 12 com. You can find all the old episodes and everything. Is the Reddit thing
1: still around? I don't even know if that is. You keep saying we're going to go back to it at some point. Um, I don't. I
2: don't know. I don't. I'm not a Reddit user, so like it's really hard for me.
1: Well, why do you think I am? I don't know. Uh, here, know I'm going to go to it for the first time in months. Okay, check it out. Uh, oh, that might not be right. Or else it did go down. Hang on. Hang we have a like
2: on. chicken and egg, uh, thing going on here. Gill says, with Pac-12 no longer being a thing, do Pac-12 fans really exist anymore?
1: The last post in our Reddit was six months ago. Okay, so it's been a while. We don't need to talk about that.
2: But <laughs> so, do Pac-12 fans exist anymore? Is what Gil wants to know, David? Because uh, we're here, I think they're going to still exist.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think it still exists, but we are now—we're uh, now totally through the looking glass, where um, the football conference no longer exists. Like, this doesn't, like, this is no longer a thing. We have to actually change our approach here soon. Uh, This show is going to be just kind of a stupid one. Uh, But we do actually have to, like, get in gear for what the hell we're going to actually be previewing uh, as we head into spring and all that kind of stuff. Um, But do Pac 12 fans exist? I mean, this is one of those things where, like, you know, the, the book American Gods by Neil Gaiman? I have not read that. Have now. you not read that one? No. All right. So it's this idea that gods exist okay. as long as a certain number of people believe in them. Like, And if that belief dies, the gods weaken and die eventually. Okay. Uh, so in this analogy, the Pac-12 is like, you know, an Odin or one of those forgotten Slavic gods where, like, you still could believe in them. But, yes. the, but it is. And, and if you do, uh, the Pac-12 will go on, uh, continuing to work in the shadows of the world. Um, but as soon as you stop believing uh, the Pac-12 ceases to exist, you got to hold the candle for the Pac-12. You've got to uh, continue to worship it in its own way, still call late night games on ESPN Pac-12 after dark, yes. even if they don't feature a Pac-12 team.
2: Yeah, that West Virginia BYU game is Pac twelve after dark. If
1: you make these uh you know, these these moments of worship, um, you know, you you pour your libations, then I think the spirit of the Pac twelve lives on.
2: It's kind of like advertising. Yes. There was a Simpsons episode where like I think it was one of the Halloween ones where like all the ads like came to life and were like crushing the town. Yeah. And I don't know if at least somebody came up with a thing. It's like, just don't pay attention. So they had like a song that was like, just don't look, just don't look. So they weren't looking. And so when they didn't pay attention to the advertising, it died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. So if you don't pay attention to the Pac-12, it will die. So keep paying attention. We here will help you do that. We will be an homage to what was formerly known as Pac-12 football. Um, You still got the spring sports and stuff or whatever, but... We're a Pac-12 football podcast, and Pac-12 football is over. But we're still gonna talk about the teams that were in the Pac-12 uh footprint and when it comes to football. And that's why we gotta talk about drama in the desert, David. Uh
1: you really I, you really took that and you really took that uh transitional opportunity and I liked it. Do you like it? Yeah.
2: Uh last week, uh if you go previously on the podcast of champions, uh when I was in
1: Hawaii. <laughs>
2: You know, Are we going to have... reenact it? <laughs> uh, Kayla DeBoer goes to Alabama. Uh, and then since then, uh, as of this morning, Jim Harbaugh, or yesterday, Jim Harbaugh is out. Uh, he's going to the charges here in Los Angeles.
1: Very strangely, it doesn't seem like anyone is really looking at, um, I, I, again, an elite head coach with a lot of years of experience who's been to a national title game, Chip Kelly, for any of these open jobs.
2: And a uh, 500 record against the team's... That's so I'm were, saying. That were in the uh, national championship game. So uh, uh, go chip. But that's why you should get an extension. And be in UCLA for many, 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 many years. So, yeah, we had that. And then you had the sort of like kind of drama with Jed Fish. Um, you know, everyone's favorite coach. Going from Arizona to Washington to take the place of Kalen DeBoer. Um, so there's a bunch of drama going on in Tucson. So I think we're going to have to start there. I guess maybe the, the newsy, like the uh, uh, kind of news stuff. You know, it was a little crazy with what sort of happened there. And there was talk of if you're a you know, state employee for Arizona, you can't have like a contract longer than five years. And Washington could offer seven. There was some of that kind of stuff. But whatever. Uh, athletic director uh, Dave Hickey, uh is out. So mm-hmm. he got fired. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the uh, was it the CBS mornings host Robin Roberts? Or she's apparently the president yeah. of the University of Arizona mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, she says you are out, mm-hmm. Mr. Weird Last Name Hickey. Um, so Brett McMurphy said that he was fired for quote financial and operational mismanagement, resulting in an athletic department financial quote disaster. Loss of major donors and mishandling of former coach Jed Fish's contract, according to his sources. Um, so, Hickey did hire your favorite name in college football, Brent Brennan. Brent, you Brennan. went off that the, the review that the guy doesn't listen to a lot. He listened to that because he was talking about yeah, you yeah. making fun of the names or whatever. Um, so, he did def- hire the new coach and then he uh gets fired and so uh Jason shear reported that there's an audit in the athletic department that will be re- released in the next week and the results uh were not good remember there was like the 250 million dollar yep. like missing funds or something uh kind of went wrong there uh so shear said there's other issues in Arizona but Hickey will be taking the fall for it and uh uh Matt Kandria will be acting as the interim uh, AD. So he uh <laughs> so he was let's see. He was a former Arizona softball coach. Uh so and now he's going to be the interim AD. Uh and his few, his tenure will end on February 2nd. So he's still the AD now but he's out uh, as of February 2nd. So all that's kind of there. Thoughts, Mr. Woods. So did I just hit your camera.
1: I think I did. I don't know what you did. Yeah. You were Waving your arms about. You, I did wave. You were gesticulating wildly. Um, Not about wildly, but... I would say. Uh, so here's my outsider view of Dave Heakey on the hires he has made as uh, athletic director at Arizona. It's pretty good. Yeah. He hired Jed Fish, and that worked out. He hired Tommy Lloyd. That appears to be working out. Yeah, that was good. And... uh you know, we'll see on Bert Burton, whoever the hell his name is, uh, Brent Brennan. Brent Brennan. Uh, we'll see on him, uh, but it certainly appears he's retaining a lot of guys: uh, Noah Fafita, Tedrow McMillan. Uh, they got Raymond Polito out of the back out of the transfer portal, so um, the offensive lineman, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot there that okay. So those are the public facing things that me idiot from afar can see. That I'm like, okay, seems like you're doing your job. Yes. Um, Jed Fish is getting – I think he's getting his salary basically doubled at Washington or maybe a little bit more than that. Because he's getting over $7 million a year for right. like seven years. Yeah. And so if I'm understanding – and look, um, following I, – I follow Jason on Twitter. I follow uh, – I, I see a lot of other Arizona people in my timeline. I don't follow too many, but I see a lot more of them because – I think I I look at these a lot and so Elon sends them to me to look at more of them. Yes. Um and I find it very vex- vexing, but I also find it um titillating in some ways, like the 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 inner drama of what's going on with Arizona just general like media it's athletics so the whole thing. There's 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 I mean if you want just to watch some Twitter things happen, go just like Click on a few Jason Shear tweets and suddenly your world will be opened in the For You tab to like so many people involved in the cinematic universe. But uh, my main takeaway, if I can read through what's being posted and what's not, kay. is that there's a narrative being put out by Robin Roberts and people cl- associated with Robin Roberts to kind of cast some clouds on Dave Heakey uh and put a lot of the onerous weight of what's gone on with university wide finances, but also athletic department finances on this guy. Um and there is some legitim legitimacy to it, but not an overwhelming amount of legitimacy to it. Like there's there's a lot of other problems, uh, many of them related to Robin Roberts uh good morning is it Good Morning LA good morning America. Good morning LA uh I, I think. Or, I think she's CBS, or so. right? She the CBS she's one, or maybe ABC. Maybe I think ABC. her ABC, attention, I think. her attention between that and running a major university, apparently has been. It's been a challenge. It, yeah, it's tough to do. Um, but I think some of the blame falls on her because she's got
2: to go to New York every day for. That. <laughs> yeah, like that's um, a
1: lot. <laughs> so, my main takeaway is um, there's a lot of narratives being thrown around in the background uh, to explain all this. There was enough there for Dave Hickey to be fired, but interestingly, not enough for him to be fired with cause. Uh. So he's still getting paid out his contract. So this is, I think, we're in sketchy territory. I think it's uh, classic Fall guy stuff. They got to get somebody high enough up, but we're not, we're not having President uh, Robbins resign. Um, so I think that's what's going on here. Um, because again, I, I mean, I remember reading a lot of Arizona fans who weren't super stoked about Dave Hickey. They thought he was kind of a clown and a joke. He's hired pretty well, though. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if uh, that opinion has changed largely. If any Arizona fans are out there, if, if you can sound off on uh, your opinion of um, Dave Hickey. But my general sense is uh, he's been fine hiring and that sort of stuff. Um, he did get caught hanging out in Pullman when his head coach was leaving from Arizona, Jed Fish. Yeah. And then this is the part where there's like seems to be a competing narrative because we've gotten um, we saw some people reporting something to the effect of Dave Heakey was trying to negotiate the contract with Jed Fish beginning pretty far back. And then there's this counter narrative and this seems to be coming from uh, Robin Roberts that uh, there was no contact between Heakey and Fish through like the end of November and he was really late on renegotiating the contract and getting a new one. So that seems to be a point of contention and a point of reasoning for the firing, but it does seem like there is a divided viewpoint on that. So it's very unclear. I recommend following Jason. I recommend following um, who else has been posting in this cinematic universe. Ralph uh, Amsden. Yeah uh, uh, George, George Reister. Reister. uh, Michael Luke, uh, all those guys. Michael Lev. Michael Lev. get in there and really take it all in. Just bask in it. Don't try to assess right or wrong. Yeah. Don't try to uh, come up with your own impression of what's going on. Just really soak it all in.
2: Especially the fighting is fun.
1: The you fighting know. is fun. We I, like I the fighting. Like
2: so when you're an AD, if you're a fan of a school, like you are your AD to make good hires, and it's not like it's great if you got a great lacrosse coach, but you want football and basketball to be. We right. have breaking
1: news in the chat. I do. We're going to okay. it real okay. quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, so you get that, like you want that to be the thing, but these are departments that are tens if not into the hundred of millions of dollars like that's what your budgets are you got to get that part right too Mm. um and you know i think sometimes if a a bad coach comes in the ad probably gets too much blame sometimes it's like other boosters wanted that coach or whatever and then sometimes you make a great hire and you could you know maybe you did not even have that much to do with it but there's it's just but on the surface like you are responsible for that coach that's coming in if they do great you'll be praised if they do shitty you'll be blamed but you can't have like horrible business sense and i'm not saying he did but there's bad business stuff that was happening including elements of the contract and um it is weird when you have like these super agents that know what contracts are and you're It's almost like you're going to, uh, you know, like you're selling snake oil into some small town and you're duping all of the local, you know, uh, local idiots there. Like the 80s aren't really smart with this kind of stuff. And you can get taken in some of these contracts. So they don't like Fisher's contracts, especially according to Shear. And uh, yeah, that's kind of why you're here. But I think there's more of a university-wide problem with they bought that online university the missing mud like oh there's a lot of other stuff that were going on so
1: yeah i mean uh i think it's very clear uh robin roberts robert robbins uh robert roberts robin robbins whatever you want to call that person uh shouldn't uh be in charge of that university anymore that would be my main takeaway as a non-partisan he's fucked up a lot of things so just uh see you see you later um and uh, get out from under that guy as soon as he possibly. can. Five
2: of a kind media says President Bobby Robbins is saving his own ass. Hickey, the fall guy, Robbins may still get fired. So good. Um, we like that. But we do have uh, some breaking news in the chat because we have other stuff we got to talk to. But let me put this up here.
1: Yeah, baby. Uh, from
2: Eric Robbins.
1: Uh, Any relation I was to say, to Robert? robin roberts robbins uh
2: thank you for the super chat uh $20 super chat hey guys i'm a regular listener on spotify I saw that you were live and wanted to contribute thanks for the entertaining pod and for answering an occasional dumb question i email you
1: there are no dumb questions
2: no only are dumb answers yes yeah. there there are lots of dumb it answers. could be very good questions we'll give you a dumb answer it could be not as smart questions but thank you for the super chat that was nice uh didn't have to do that um okay So, the AD's out. But, like, to me, this is one of the big... Like, this drama is a lot more fun. That you have... And let me pull up his name. Um, uh, Humberto Lopez Mm -hmm. is a... Local businessman? Booster of uh, Arizona Athletics. I don't know. And not like a regular... Like, I don't know if you say mega, but a big booster. Like, someone that's you know, can make things happen. And... The reports were that he had a handshake agreement. And I, f- I forget where this was coming from. But they, you know, I saw it on Twitter and I kind of read through everything. But that Lopez had a handshake agreement with Jed Fish. that was saying like, hey, I know they're going to, you know, their money. I can, I can make it worth your while here. We'll make it work. We'll keep the players and blah, blah, blah. And apparently Fish shook his hand and agreed to this. So this is the thing we talked about last week where you're getting broken up with, right? But how- Do you want
1: the quote? I've got the quote. Oh, quote yeah. That'd here. be good. Yeah. He told me how much he wanted to stay. So I said, if you stay to shake my hand and look in my eye, I can get you what you're looking for. And he said, yes, referring to the conversation he had with uh, Fish. I'm very disappointed with Jed Fish. I thought he was a friend. I thought he was a man of his word. We shook hands. Right now, Fish is desperate to get some of the players back. We're trying very hard to keep them. Fish is throwing all types of money at them.
2: So, yeah. So he felt very spurned by that. I shook his hand. He said he's going to stay. And then he left. And this is where we talked about, like, the breakup is like, it's a breakup, you know. But a lot of people get kind of hung out on how it was. Now, mm-hmm. if you're a booster, like, if, you know, if Dave and I, if he shook my hand and said, we're keeping the podcast together, and then he left and went somewhere else and, you know, went on a show with, like, Ralph Amsden or something. Uh, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, hey, man, you shook my hand. You said it was going on. So I get it. Like, I get – but he's, like, a powerful booster. And then so he's taking it personally saying, screw you. Like, not that he, he – he wants Washington – I mean, Arizona to do well. But he's, like, personally going and, like, overpaying for players so Fish doesn't get them.
1: Well, he's got he's got rich guy syndrome. Uh, which is his ego is always going to be the number one most important thing in any situation, and his ego was bruised. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's an Arizona fan. I mean, you wouldn't do that if you weren't an Arizona fan. But uh, Jed Fish just told him, "fuck you," so he's got to tell him "fuck you" harder. Yes. So um, like
2: Noah Fafita, yeah, and T Mac are two of the players you'd mentioned. You know, there's Arizona's losing some guys, but they're keeping some guys too.
1: Yeah, they're they're doing a better job of it, I think, right now than Washington is keeping their guys home uh, out yes. of that transfer class.
2: Um, I mean, Washington, Arizona was set up better for twenty twenty four. They had more to keep. Where Washington was losing a lot of guys, and then the guys they didn't lose, they're losing. They've getting, lost yeah, now. Like they're, yeah. that's a rebuild. But yeah. he was going to try to make Fish's life as difficult as possible in Seattle, and it seems like he's doing a pretty good job of it.
1: Amy says, all coaches do this. They eventually leave. You can't take it personally. That is a hell of a thing for a Utah fan to say. When did Kyle Whittingham ever leave? No. He's never leaving. He is carved from the granite of Zion. He he will return there when he is finished at the university. He he will never leave.
2: No, he's gonna be like Ben Kenobi, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, you know, it's like even when he's not the coach anymore, his like hologram is still there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so – but I just thought that was – And
1: Utah kind of looks like Tatooine in parts. A little bit.
2: I just thought that was – and Dave doesn't usually care about stuff like this. But like me reading like the booster going, F you. I'm going to keep players here so you don't get them. I just thought was like brilliant.
1: Um, Yeah, no, I I love that kind of stuff. I think um, that's the kind of stuff that makes college football so interesting is even in the NIL era – is um, just a one booster, like one very wealthy guy getting kind of pissed off, can like change the course of a tenure. Because like a week ago, I would have said, "Oh yeah, I mean, Noah Fafita and Tedrow McMillan are probably following Jed Fish to Washington." Yeah.
2: That's big that he's not getting those. Guys. But
1: now they're not, and so uh, and a lot of other Arizona guys are also not, and it's like, huh.
2: Oh, what what what's going to
1: happen here? Um, so
2: Amy, Amy said, "Coach Urban Meyer, don't get me started." Oh, jeez. She's also you are a keeping... Star Trek fan, so uh, for us to I make a Star ahead. Wars reference, we're more Star Wars guys. Sorry, Amy. I know you're a Star Trek person, but
1: yeah,
2: um, yeah. Urban Meyer did leave, but you know, Whittingham's been there for forty-three years or something. So I don't even know. How, I don't know if she's yeah. old enough to remember. And then we got an
1: uh, Oklahoma State fan saying the same thing. Mike Gundy's been there since friggin' ever. Oh yeah, since he was not a man. Who was forty? That was you know. How old is he now? Because
2: you remember the like, he's
1: like fifty six now, I think. But he
2: gave a speech about I'm not a I'm a man I'm forty. Um, yeah,
1: no, he is. He, yeah, he's fifty six. Wow, why did I know that off the top of my head? Yeah, Jesus Christ.
2: Scott says a master class in pettiness. I, I you know I okay I went through some I don't want to say similar, but there was when uh, I was at Rivals for a long time. uscfootball.com. David was at Scout. So there were two basically main networks back in the day, like in the late
1: but 90s. But one more main than the other.
2: Rivals was bigger than Scout.
1: No, but one was better, right? We all agree. Scout was better on the West Coast. Oh, so for like things that matter? for Correct.
2: Which was my yeah, well biggest said.
1: issue. Well said, well argued. All right, continue with your point. My
2: biggest issue was I was the biggest site on the West Coast with Rivals covering USC. But they had not very good sites around me. Where Scout had, you know, Washington was good, UCLA was good or mediocre because wow, yeah, I'm just, wow. they're fine. No, I'm just kidding, wow. of course. Uh, big or, they had big sites um, all up and down the coast, you know, and we didn't have that at rivals. And so whatever. So Joel Cox, who worked at Scout at the time, was like recruiting me for a long time, and then I eventually left. And signed with Scout. Then we got bought by 24-7 Sports, who, you know, Shannon Terry, who had started Rivals, the guy I originally signed with back in 2001, long, whatever, long with, you know. But when you leave a network, it's like you still have your following, but my customers, everyone was staying at, like, Rivals. They would have to, like, cancel their membership and come over to Scout. And we eventually got to be bigger than we were at Rivals. So it worked. But it was – It's difficult in the beginning. So kind of moving, like kind of uprooting and you're hoping like in his case, fish was hoping all these people that he sort of got with him, came with him. Um, And when I left, and I'm friends with him now, but the guy who was running rivals, like kind of took it personally and was like really trying to make my life difficult when I went to scout. Now, luckily people came and, and it worked out good and we were bigger than we ever were. But, I it, there was that thing where it was like a personal, like the person that was there took it personally, and so I kind of you know, le- somewhat rela- relative to this, I guess. But does that make sense?
1: No, I think uh, that was that was valid and good.
2: All right. Uh, well, anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. There's also um, more Arizona drama with Jaden Delora,
1: who yes.
2: was the quarterback left for the transfer portal um his case from 2018 with mm-hmm. the uh when he was a juvenile sexual assault in Hawaii him and another player former teammate that wound up going to Wisconsin um uh, Latu I believe so that was settled last week he
1: goes to the civil suit was settled the civil suit was last settled. week so okay. uh, here's uh the juvenile case that uh, the criminal case is, like, sealed or whatever, according to Hawaii law. The civil suit is how anybody knows about anything related to it, because the civil suit, the uh, person bringing the civil suit, the victim, uh, she included details from the criminal case in her civil suit, which isn't sealed. Uh, So we know from that that at least there were text messages exchanged between the plaintiff and Delora, where Delora more or less admitted to committing the sexual assault. Okay, So uh you know whatever uh but you can you can read pretty much beyond a reasonable doubt that he at least thinks that he committed sexual assault so uh if you wanted to call him you know a sexual predator or whatever you probably could that's probably fair uh texas state he was going to transfer there yes uh the uh entire student body more or less protested against that And so he's not transferring there anymore. It's going to be very interesting now to see if he finds a destination because that's Texas State. Right. Like, it's, we're not talking like, I don't know, what would be, we're not talking Yale. Like, it's Texas State. They needed a quarterback and they still said, nah, hell no. So, um, yeah. It it really, it it really does uh, uh, make Jed Fish and his support of, keeping him and then like just the real tone deaf comments about him like when he decided to leave uh really puts it in stark relief yeah that good god so there's like more didn't need to do that
2: more stink on jed fish for the way he handled jade delora which he's now bringing to washington and the connection and i was reading kind of through twitter for this um you know he withdrew from texas state they uh craig stuntsman was the wide receiver coach there, I believe. And he's now the OC at um, San Jose State. But he was there and he knew Jaden DeLora from their time in Hawaii. He was the quarterback coach and co-OC at Wazoo when Nick Rolovich was there. Um, and the same he did the same thing at Hawaii when he was a top player in the state at St. Louis in Honolulu. So um, there was that kind of Hawaii connection, the Washington State connection. So the coach that he sort of knew at Texas State left goes to san jose state students protest so he's out there so yeah so that's sort of like what's kind of been going on yeah it's sort of crazy yeah arizona's involved in a lot of weird stuff
1: yes yes it's a it's a fun place fun place to go
2: um okay anything else we want to talk about
1: uh i think that's pretty much it for us today
2: okay Um, So why don't we do this? We'll take, we got some questions. We have uh, some awards to give out. We Um, do
1: have a top 10 to Shane. Um,
2: So why don't we do this? We'll take a break and we'll come back and uh, answer your questions back in a minute.
0: All are you right. Ready? Yeah, we're back.
2: Uh,
1: our first email is a doozy.
2: Podcast champions. You want to do the? You want to start with that? You want to yeah, do that?
1: let's do that first. All right. The final podcast of champions top ten standings from Shane. Here it is. I'm officially announcing that this is the end of the podcast of champions. It's the final episode. It's been a good run, but it's time to fold up and head off to our separate conferences. Personally, I'm sad to hear the news that I just arbitrarily announced for you, but I suppose it was time. Probably not how I would have wanted to have this be announced if I were you, but I'm not you, so it's out of my control. Truly a sad day for all of us. I wish there was something we could have done to keep this going. Since you just made the announcement, I guess this will be the final top 10 okay. list for the Podcast of Champions. So let's get right to it.
2: So wait, so we're so the podcast is over now cuz Shane said so? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Yeah. So okay. I guess we just got to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, start with others receiving votes. Ryan Abraham. Oh. Okay. Now let's get into the real containers, contenders. <laughs> 10. Kevin from Zeusk. An elite subplot over the last several months is listeners signing this podcast up for various spam email offers. Speaking of, we got a new one. The Money Lion thing?
2: I did. I just unsubscribed for that okay, one. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. And I, our name is Lorenzo for that oh, one. Nice. So Shane for next year, <laughs> even though it's over, but Lorenzo from Money Lion. <laughs> yes. Getting a lot of offers. Uh,
1: This podcast up for various spam email offers, knowing Ryan won't do any pre-work and will Ron Burgundy his way through whatever shows up on his teleprompter. But using Pac-12 podcast at gmail.com to sign up for obscure sex and dating apps is elite creep behavior. Here's the list of worst worst case scenarios when Kevin hits send on his flirty advances to Audrey, the 5'2", 60-year-old woman he hopes will accompany him to an evening of all-you-can-eat breadsticks at the local Olive Garden. 4, she never responds. 3, it's a catfishing scheme set up by a random data scammer. 2, it's a catfishing scheme set up by someone he knows, by somebody he knows in real life specifically to embarrass him. 1, the number one most embarrassing option. It's a catfishing scheme but his private advances to quote Audrey will be received and broadcast publicly on a regional amateur football podcast. I'm sorry, Kevin from Zeusk. There are a lot of fish in the sea, but this is a very small pond, completely full of dudes, and also Amy, a Utah fan. <laughs> Number nine, Perk. I love Perk. I love being privy to Perk's personal call-in line. Once Stoney, Evan, and Tempe graduated from ASU and moved back to LA to resume his USC fandom, like most ASU graduates do, it left Perk <laughs> as the only voicemail caller. Burke genuinely asks interesting questions and seems invested in knowing things about Pac-12 football. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. 8. Tom. One time Tom wrote an email about how the Pac- <laughs> About how the Pac-12 being headquartered in downtown San Francisco made sense because Comcast pre-wired the building. That shit was so dumb that he spent the next several years descending into full James Joyce, writing increasingly incoherent, impenetrable stream-of-consciousness prose that readers would undoubtedly give up halfway through and walk away saying either, I don't get this, Thomas. This was Dave. Or, Jesus H. Christ, Thomas, what the hell is wrong with you? This was Ryan. Thomas, do you know how crappy your email has to be to make Ryan mad? This is like 7,000 words and they're still reading it. Seven, Hithlidae and Pals. This podcast is like that old saying about the Velvet Underground. Only 100 people ever saw them live, but every single one of them went and started a band. Only 12 people ever listened to this podcast, but every single one of them started their own shitty regional football podcast. <laughs> Hithliday, Greg, The Guy Who Likes Basketball, The Insufferable Gambling Guy, QB11, Duck Zone, they're all pale imita- imitations of YouTube 2 Giants of Industry. Get it? Pale? Because podcasts are an inherently Caucasian endeavor. Sorry, Carlos. <laughs> Six, Frank Grimes in Sacramento. This dude has been writing emails to the Podcast of Champions since 2015. I hear his name nearly every week. That's 300 plus emails, and I have no idea what he likes, what team he is a fan of, what his thoughts are on anything or any remote notion of what his personality is. Quick, Irv, give me a thought on Frank in Sacramento. See, nothing. Hopefully the sixth place finish is celebrated by your family, Frank. We loved you, I think. Five, Jake Browning. For the first several years of this show, there were only three jokes, and Jake Browning was two of them. If you don't follow professional football, I'll give you a quick update. After foregoing his senior year, <laughs> after his senior year and declaring early for the NFL last year, Browning finished the season as a rookie starter for Cincinnati's professional football club, and his high school coach, still basking in the glow of Browning's college stardom, recently landed a co- job coaching football at the ACC's worst lacrosse school. Four, Zodiac Killer. Yes. Earlier this season, you received a one-star review, and the entire text of the review was, no need to listen or comment unless you're part of the small clique of listeners acknowledged and spoken to each week. Look at Who Banger on Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry nobody wants to talk to you or about you. How about you get your own affairs in order and come back with a years-long series of (laughs) of increasingly unsettling voicemails where you sing 70s rock hits into a scuba mask? This dude once left a voicemail recapping make-believe future conference games between Cal and North North Carolina State. Our resident Stanford fan might have been the only person here who actually understood this perverse assignment. (laughs) Three, that guy who did the calculations to determine if it would be faster to sail from Los Angeles to Seattle or jog from Palo Alto to Salt Lake City. No notes. At Hoopanger might not appreciate meticulous inside jokes, but fuck that dude, this shit rules. (laughs) Number two, David David Woods. D. David Woods' ability to bait Ryan into matching his intro cadence was worth the price of admission every week. This man could say, I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, as Sean Connery, Benoit Blanc, or Jar Jar Binks, and Ryan would instinctively shift gears to meet him. It's high art and gives David his highest grade ever, but it's not enough to get him into the top spot. In the number one spot, the Bradford M. Freeman, Director of Winning, the Andrew Luck Podcast of Champions Champion, the Kevin M. Hogan, number one winner of all time of our podcast, the one, the only pre <laughs> the intern. She came. <laughs> she came, she saw. <laughs> she hated <laughs> she hated every single second of her experience being a part of this podcast for 80 minutes once and hurtled herself out of here as fast as she could. She was number one the first time this poll was released a few years ago, and she'll finish at number one in the final poll. Nothing any of us did over the last several years was enough to overtake her. Breathe the intern, the wire-to-wire champion. Nice. Thank you both for everything you've done over the last eight years. I know I'm not alone in saying I truly cherish the experience you provide every week. I was sad to hear that I announced a few minutes ago that you were canceling the podcast and this would be the last episode. Is there nothing we can do to convince you to reverse course at this point? You've created a community that is so much more than college football or Disney princesses. Gallipoli and Grant, you made offense a verb. Rob in Seattle flew to Istanbul and back just to call you from various historic sites. (laughs) You somehow flipped a format where you bribed listeners to write nice things about you in exchange for gift certificates into a format where your listeners pay you actual real-life currency to say nice things about them. It was something to be a part of every single week, and I hope you felt the love that we all have for this stupid thing. Every one of us has toast brains for spending as much time with this podcast as we do, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Can't wait to hear about Purdue spring practice or whatever. Enjoy retirement. Your friend and compatriot, Shane. Wow. Shane. That was
2: spectacular. Thank you so much, Shane. Uh, he, uh, I mean, hilarious always brings it, and uh, that was really good. Um, Bree, the intern, I should I should call Bree or finally. So she she was a track like athlete at USC. I'm sure she's graduated by now. That was a while. How long ago was that?
1: That was that was at least three years ago.
2: Yeah, so she's got to be gone by now, I would think. But, um, yeah. Well, thank you, Shane.
1: Uh, that was great. That was that was beautiful. That was a top tier email. That was uh, one of his better top ten lists. And there have been many good good ones. They're always great. They're always so thoughtful. Did Uh, he forget to do one last year? I feel like one year he forgot. I think he might not have done one last year. Yeah.
2: Emmanuel, did you you saw what he said? uh, Yeah, yeah. So I
1: said Odin is a Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah. Odin is the 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 father of the gods in Scandinavian Viking uh, 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 pantheon. Uh, I, I think I said Odin or some obscure slavic god but if i didn't rest assured i know that odin was not a slavic god yeah um amy
2: says yay for shane love it so much and well read david uh thank you yeah shane that was that was pretty awesome all right why don't we play the voicemail since he mentioned uh perk because you know it's his personal he just calls in because yes it's like this is personal line to us
1: Hey, what's up guys? It's Kirk. Um, now that we're a few weeks removed from the playoffs, I was curious to get your guys, um, kind of see what your guys' kind of opinion is on D. Sarkisian. I know in the Pac-12 footprint, kind of Washington fans hate him and USC fans kind of clown him. Um, but I mean, his life story, kind of what he's turned around and everything seems, it seems pretty cool. And I was kind of curious just cause he doesn't seem to get the same amount of clout, I guess, or praise that Wayne kiffin gets and as much as i understand how ole miss is a tougher job to win at the texas uh just seems like is kind of viewed differently so i was curious as to one why you guys think that is and also what your true thoughts on him now um that seems like he's had kind of a career turnaround thanks guys uh there are um many things to hold within your mind about steve Sarkeesian at once first we can lead with this uh very good for him personally that he was able to uh, apparently conquer his demons and uh, and uh, get on the right side of that. So that's good. Two, um, there's a, a feeling of, you know, I wouldn't call it nepotism, but like this idea of the Pete Carroll coaching tree that really never came to fruition. None of those guys really deserved what they got initially. And then they kind of grew into it, maybe. Uh, Lane Kiffin probably gets uh, branded more with that brush, but I think some of that stink falls on Sarkeesian. Yeah. uh, That he probably didn't deserve what he got initially. There was initial stuff where they were like kind of taking over for Norm Chow, where it felt like they were pushing out the venerable Norm Chow uh, in favor of these two young guys. And the initial, if you can go back to like 2005 or whenever that was, a lot of it was a feeling that Pete Carroll being an egomaniac didn't want another strong voice. Uh, running the offense, and so he wanted his kind of underlings to yeah. run it. So there was that that I think tainted the early career for Sark. Then at Washington, he got branded with that seven-win Sark. He was also beginning to have uh, his alcohol issues. Um, and then that carried over to USC. He had major issues. Um, now, uh, he's still, like, vibes I get from him, is he's still a huge asshole. Like, it, just a big dick. Um, like, there's that one video of him uh, this year, pregame in the tunnel coming out of Texas where he's like screaming at the like ABC guy who's telling him, hey, you got to hold on because he touched him. Like, yeah. And and he looked like unhinged. And it's like, dude, people are going to touch you. It's it's OK. Like, you don't need to be all hard up about it. Um, so there was some of that. Um, and he just, you know, there's a little bit of like. Just not a big fan of his vibe. Like, he just seems like kind of a tryhard. He, like, just seems like kind of a guy who's, like, trying to put on a performance as a person, which can be common for people who have, um, you know, uh, alcohol issues and that sort of stuff. It's an identity problem. But he's doing a nice job at Texas. Um, It's the best job he's done as a head coach in his college career. Um, And by all accounts, he did a nice job at Alabama as their OC. So, I mean, I think from a football coaching perspective, it would behoove everyone to understand that and me too uh your understanding of him is from like beginnings when he was like 26 when the hell how old was he when he was starting at usc it was like 25 i think he
2: was a little older than lane if i'm not mistaken but but,
1: was... but to but a guy can evolve and grow in a position yes. and i think he has i think he's gotten a lot better i think his understanding of offense has improved um and i think he's now like, I think he inherited the keys to a good program. I mean, Texas is always a program that can recruit, but he is a very good recruiter, and he, um, he's he got a very good offensive scheme, and he's a very good offensive play caller. That's never really been in doubt, and I think it's all coming together for him because he's a little bit more on his own. Uh, he's on top of his personal stuff. Um, so... I think you give a, a guy enough opportunities, and if they have a little bit of aptitude, uh, it'll eventually work out if they just keep getting handed opportunities. I think this is one of those things where the uh, fraternity of coaching, the uh, relationship building, the insular nature of it has really benefited him. Um, and kudos to him for taking advantage of it, but this isn't like, it's not like he went back down to like, uh, you know, be an assistant coach at the high school level. Like, he continued to be offered and given jobs at the highest level of the sport, and, like, at the first sign of his recovery, at the first sign that he was any good at all again, he got the Texas job, which is probably one of the top ten jobs in the sport. So pump the brakes on any, like, this is an incredible redemption arc for a guy who had to, like, pull himself up back up by his bootstraps kudos to him for getting on top of his own personal stuff but he was it was given a lifeline that a lot of people don't get
2: yeah and the lifeline literally like he almost died It was a i forget it was like a heart attack or an aneurysm i think it was an aneurysm and he had to recover from that and uh yeah and it's hard i've i think i've learned over the years like you don't get into the personal stuff like you can meet a guy like you you know we could be covering a guy for years we don't know them personally they could be they could act kind of gruff and be like you know, go into soup kitchens at night when no one's watching or they could, you know, go home and be mean to their wife and kids. Like, we, you just don't know. Like, and So it's hard to say. His personal life bubbled through at USC with the alcohol stuff. And yeah. the good thing we haven't seen any of that anymore, he goes through the Nick Saban rehabilitation program along with kind of Lane Kiffin. Lane was more, less like off the field stuff, more on the field stuff. Um When you compare the two, I just think of Sarkeesian as more I don't know if he was like like a head coach. Like he's he be more presidential. Like do you act like a president or you don't? You know? Like you could say all that he Barack Obama wasn't a good president or he was a great president or whatever, but he acted sort of more presidential than like maybe someone else.
1: Lane is but like you, on Twitter, like the know, thing I would say like there, a troll. You the know? thing I would say there is like Sark acts more composed and more yes. stoic. Uh Lane's always had the big swinging dick thing though. Yes, like he's always the biggest swinging dick in the room, and that's his approach to the whole thing. And I think that works actually a lot better than what Stark has going on. You have to be really good at the coaching stuff to like make what Stark brings to the table work. Right? He's not like he's pretty buttoned up, um, and so if you
2: want to be bet like you want to be Nick Saban if you're going to act like that, yeah. or Bill Belichick, yeah. or something. But yeah. you know, he made it to the playoff this year, so that's good. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, but I. I think you always wanna people look at things in a slice of time and say, You're always this or you're always that. Teams change. If you look at the UCLA football team from week one to week, wow. you know, they look a lot different week four than they did in week seven. I mean, coaches evolve, you know. Like you said, he got a job pretty young. Uh some of the chats that he played at BYU ninety six, ninety seven. Um, so you know, Lane Kiffin was a head coach in the NFL at like thirty one or something, you know. There, you are going to change as a coach. Sometimes, I mean, you hope they evolve and get better, and sometimes people stay the same or they don't. But I think you have to allow them opportunities to get better, and I think both of them did. Um, but I think Sark's more regarded, highly regarded as a head coach. And, you know, Lane had to go back to, uh, you know, he went to a smaller school to be a head coach and then kind of moved his way back up, where Sark sort of went to Alabama and then you know, was able to get the Texas job. So, and he, you know, he'd spent some time in the NFL and stuff too. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not convinced that he's going to be great at Texas. He already got him to a playoff. So that's pretty impressive. They got a lot of resources. They can spend money. Um, And you have to manage that, you know, like you can have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on your team, but you still need like Phil Jackson to sort of make it work. And uh, sometimes you get a coach that's not going to make it work. And, you know, Sark did this year. So we'll see if they're able to kind of keep that going. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Just some thoughts on Sark. But I've covered him for years. Um, You know, you want to see people, you you like redemption things. You like people kind of bouncing back and you hope he's got all of his stuff in order and goes on and and keeps going and has a great career. We'll see. Yeah. His name came up for Alabama too. Uh, We talked about that. Like the Nick Saban's coaching tree was so strong that, well, do you you're not? Are you going to leave Clemson for Alabama? Maybe like, are you going to leave Georgia for Alabama? Like, no, you're going to leave Texas for Alabama. It's like probably not. Like, he's got guys in like the highest levels of college football, so pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. All right, that's a text message. Uh, there's too much talent on the USC men's basketball team for them to be eight and ten. Nobody's getting better. Coach needs to be fired. We're getting blown out by nobodies. Lincoln Rally, you need to do something within two years, or you can go back to Nebraska, Oklahoma. Where the fuck you from? This is Smash from Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Uh, so wait, this is basketball, but then also I think he's like-
1: generally pissed about USC's performance in the two major sports, and so this is a two-parter. Uh, one, uh, USC basketball sucking ass being eight and ten. Two, Lincoln Riley. I'm frustrated about basketball. Get your shit together in the next two years, or you can go fuck yourself too. That's how I'm translating Smash right now.
2: Gotcha. Okay, so we don't talk basketball really, um, but yes, I think they're probably. Would would you agree there? Too you never liked Enfield as a coach anyway. He's a recruiter. Enfield's a very coach.
1: bad coach. Um good recruiter bad Finally coach. realizing that. I think this year uh they're they're having the same issue UCLA is to an extent. Uh too many freshmen trying to play too many key roles. Um, but I do think even with that, uh, they've got some talented bodies that are just playing a lot worse than they've ever played. Um like Kobe Johnson, DJ Rodman, like all these guys, Um, Boogie Ellis has been hurt. There's been injuries, the whole thing. But Enfield's not a good coach. Um, And I think we've talked about this before briefly, but just again, USC basketball fans have a little bit like even more of an inferiority complex seemingly than UCLA football fans. And it's kind of crazy to watch because for the same reasons that UCLA football should be better than it is, USC basketball should be better than it is. Like, yes, Andy Enfield's maybe the best coach you've ever had. What does that tell you? Like, that you've got an underachieving dog shit program that should be better than it is. Yeah. Like, for him to recruit the talent he's recruited and for you guys to have the results you have is insane. Like, you guys should be occasionally in the conversation as one of the top 10 teams in the country. That's not happening under this guy. You can do better than this. And I, I, I again, I have no dog in this fight. In fact, I have an anti-dog. I've got a dog in another fight that, like, I don't want to compete with the dog that emerges from this fight. But still, like, just put on your like brain instead of whatever like fandom thing you have, and say, is this really what I want? I don't want this out of a basketball program. Get a new coach.
2: Yeah, and on the Lincoln Riley side, good first year, bad, bad second year, bad defense the whole way. They've typically won the off season with like players and not necessarily coaching. And what they did on the defensive side was basically hire, you know, you you get Danton Lynn, not a big resume in college, but did really good at UCLA the first year. And then everyone else they hired were like overqualified for their jobs. And I think that's the difference where USC wouldn't hire, you know, let's promote Rocky Seto to be the defensive coordinator. They've done stuff like that for years instead of getting a head coach to come in and be a position coach like so that's what they're doing this year so that's what they're trying to do to make the defense better they're not going crazy in the portal they didn't get the you know a top 10 recruiting class so this is a little bit different approach and from on the USC side they're going to try to do the coaching development thing even more than just like bringing a bunch of five star players and see what happens so we'll see Um, you know It's a little bit different than what USC fans are kind of used to. But I like what they've done coaching-wise. You know, I like the whole coaching staff now as opposed to before. I kind of liked half of it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think we got one more from Bobby. Yes. Uh, We kind of talked about this, but Jaden DeRapist to Texas State Mm, in reaction. Nice, nice, nice. Says, hey, guys, still can't get over how a certain school and publisher did backflips to protect a rapist who wasn't as good as Noah Fafita Here's an article from the newspaper covering Texas State. And note the general reaction by their fans is extremely negative. Huge contrast to the other aforementioned school. Thanks, Bobby. So we we kind of talked about what was in that article, I believe, unless it's a different one. But um, So they're saying Texas State was like, hell no, we don't want him here. And Arizona was sort of like okay with it, or tolerated at least.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, and I think this is a um – It's an area where I think we all could do better. I probably could have done this better um, with Delora, but like generally with this sort of stuff, because we cover athletics. And so, you know, there's a little bit of like this um, laser focus on the actual on field stuff. And we certainly critique Delora a lot, but only with the barest mention of the sexual assault. Uh, And that's a that's a that's a failing Um, because I mean, the reality is it, 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 he, uh, they've settled, they have settled the criminal case. They settled their civil suit. Um, I don't think he should be, you know, in prison for the rest of his life, but should he be like the celebrated star on a football field? No, no. And, and I I think everyone with a little bit of like inward scrutiny can understand that too. I think uh, a lot of what happened with Arizona, but a lot of what happens with a lot of schools with this sort of stuff is oh, but he's the quarterback, and so I'm going to, you know, tie myself into knots uh, supporting this. Or, you know, um, I don't want to say what I really think about this because I don't want to be cut out from my access or whatever it is. And that's, you know, I think everybody could do better at that. Um, and kudos to Texas State for making a stand and saying, no, we don't want this. Um and it will be interesting to see if he finds a landing spot. Somebody mentioned Liberty is a possibility and that yeah, certainly feels like a fit. Um but what about Washington? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, is I, I you know, I've heard from Washington fans who want absolutely no part of Jaden Delore coming right. into school. Um and so it's just, you know, this this kind of stuff, um, you know, it's not what I think a lot of sports journalists want to be covering, but Unfortunately, it's a part of it, um, and it's a part of what we have to like have some guidelines and guideposts about what we're understanding. And I think this one, there was like I, I didn't read enough about it when it was uh, becoming a bit of a hot topic about six to eight months ago, because I was reading. Oh, the the initial thing was sealed, so I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, and then I'm reading about it, and no, but the civil case references stuff from the criminal case that's now open. You can read at least. You can read at least the plaintiff's side of the story in almost its entirety. And the civil. Case. And you can read that he acknowledged parts of it. At least her contention is that he acknowledged parts of it to her. And it, he and 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 she won a settlement of some sort in the civil case. We don't know what that is. So um it would it would defy uh logic to assume that this is false, that it's in any way uh still debatable. Um certainly i guess it could be but it defies all kind of general sense of how these things work so long story short uh could have done better
2: all right uh well had a question from amy in the chat uh with jim harbaugh going to the nfl after winning a national championship he could possibly win the super bowl too who has won both games that would be pretty cool uh p carroll did i don't know who else is there other people have
1: Mm. And Pete Carroll got f-
2: fired, a bit, essentially.
1: Well, uh, oh, no, uh, uh, oh, uh, Nick name? Saban left LSU and oh. uh, went to the Dolphins soon thereafter, right? He didn't go to the, win a Super Bowl. Uh,
2: Jimmy Johnson,
1: I believe. Won. Oh yeah, yeah, won he a won, Super Bowl. yeah,
2: multiple Super Bowls, and then at Miami, one. Yeah, night. I think those are the ones that come to the top of my
1: head. Uh, let me think. What about uh, the other guy? The other Cowboys guy oh, wasn't um, uh, Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer might have too. Yeah. Yeah. At Oklahoma, he won in I think '88. When did they win?
2: And then he took over for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Uh, so they won in '85, and then they won a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl Thirty. Um, so he won at Oklahoma National. Tri- well, he won three titles in, at uh, Oklahoma, and then won at the Cowboys.
2: And she's follow up. Uh, what's the possibility of this happening in your opinion? I think Harbaugh, I mean, he's a really good coach. He made a Super Bowl already. It might be tougher at the Chargers if he went somewhere else. But um, I mean, I, th- I think he has a chance. I, I think it's going to be hard. It's just th- the, there. we're not seeing a lot of like, let's go take a chance with a college coach in the NFL. Recently, it's been more like, who are the young NFL assistants that are have like amazing offenses, or if you were associated with like Sean McVay, we're going to put those people in charge. Um, You see like Mike McDaniels at, uh, at the dolphins, you know, kind of like this nerdy analytics dude or whatever. Those are kind of people getting jobs in the NFL now. Uh, So I don't think you're going to see a lot of crossover. It would have to be. like a Jim Harbaugh and that I think Harbaugh took a lot of convincing. He, he had to hire an agent because he was his own agent, and he didn't get the Minnesota job, the Vikings job, a couple of years ago. But you're going to need something like that. Like I think you'd have to win a national championship first, and then go to the NFL and win uh, a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the way it's been going. But it, I, yeah, I, it's got to be a really good situation, you know, perfect situation almost. I think for that to happen, at least in the current environment, and uh, you know, I think Harbaugh has a chance though.
1: Yeah. Harbaugh's one of the – I mean, I don't want to debate people from like four years ago, but it was always stupid when people thought he was failing at Michigan. Um, He's one of the best coaches in football. He's a crazy person who seems like really uncomfortable to be around, but that's almost like necessary to be a great football coach, and he's a great football coach.
2: Drinks milk and eats steak.
1: I mean, he won 11 games at uh, at University of San Diego. He won 12 at Stanford. Yeah. Uh, he went 37 and three the last three years at Michigan. Uh, what did he do with the Niners? 15-0. Yeah, it's stupid. Oh, and I it- mean, he's a stupid coach. Like, it's crazy how good he is. Um, and I don't think gets enough credit for it because he is like a raving nutcase, um, you know, and, and isn't as like staid and stoic as like a Nick Saban. But Literally one of the best to ever do it.
2: Yeah. And the Chargers have Justin Herbert. They won five games this year, I believe. I think they were five and 12. But I believe it was seven games that they lost by like a field goal or less. So like they're close. And just getting Harbaugh, you're going to win a whole bunch of those games. So I think he's got a shot. I don't know, we'll
1: see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so uh like Michigan wasn't like go back and look at what Michigan was doing between Lloyd Carr and Jim Harbaugh. Like, for him to reclaim that program and put it back where it is now is insane. Yeah. Like, and what he did with Stanford is even crazier. He took Stanford. We're watching Stanford now, and this is Stanford behaving how Stanford always behaved. Yeah. And he took that program and made them 12 and 1. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, Just, he's he's going to win a lot of games with the Chargers. I don't know if he makes a Super Bowl. I don't know if he wins it, but he's going to win a lot of games there. He will, yeah.
2: I think we had one West Texas Mike sent in a um I couldn't play the video though. West Texas Mike, sorry about that. But it was about T Shepherd. He said there was actually a time when a current Notre Dame offensive coordinator double crossed lane Kiffin and Ed Orgeron while recruiting T Shepherd. Um I know there are stories of recruiting lore that are passed down from one generation to the next, unless we're talking about. Peru in football, but I can't believe Kiffin and Cojo would ever get caught flat-footed while when pursuing a player they wanted. So I'm eager to hear the USC perspective, Ryan. I'm sorry, I don't know the story, and I couldn't play. I tried to play the video and it didn't work. Um, or maybe I have to sign into something, I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. I could. I, I would ask Gerard. I, I, you know, I'll forward this to uh, Gerard and see if he wants to answer it on our uh, on the USC recruiting podcast. If you want to get into that West, West Texas, Mike. Hmm. yeah do you know do you remember t shepherd sure wide receiver right mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, here i'll send that to Christopher vinho and uh let him answer that one on the next show so all right cool all right well i think that's going to uh wrap things up anything else david no nothing i do appreciate everyone in the chat thank you so much for uh coming in and uh listening and you know chatting along with us live and thanks to everyone that listens to our regular podcast. Um, just, to, you know, you can get us on Apple and Google and Spotify and any of the places you get your podcast. So we do appreciate it. I know Shane said that we're done. We're not done. Uh, but we do, you know, formatting-wise, we'll figure out kind of what we're doing. But we'll keep doing shows. I'm sure there's former Pac-12 uh, football news that have been happening, like Arizona's gift that keeps giving. Which is kind of fun Some of your other programs Step up I want to see some Booster drama I want to see some ADs fired Maybe presidents fired I want to see some of that
1: So let's I go I want to see some super chats That's what I want to see I want oh, to see it close to home I close never ask home. for those But it's always cool You think it's gauche? Little little.
2: No nah, I don't mind
1: A Little bit of a faux pas uh,
2: But it's good stuff Yeah uh, Oh you want to do a pose Here, Should we do like a do, So put your fists up To your um, left No the other way hmm. Yeah, to your right, I guess. Yeah, I like that. That's our pose for this one. Great. Uh, We're fighting. Because there's drama. This was the drama show about Arizona football Mm, drama. Got it. Uh, For David David Woods, uh, I am Ryan Abraham. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Goodbye.